Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott joining us now. We had a little playoff special there with a post-game interview. Now hey, that was that was awesome. We missed that this year. That was great. Probably should have been able to do that all year and didn't realize it. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was terrific. Great to hear from Joe on the radio broadcast. That was great. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Well, just a a crazy, crazy game. Uh, again, both teams played really hard. I thought, you know, the kind of the the move of the game was that zone. You know, uh, we're sitting up here talking. It was 21 points. Uh, Lou had to do something, and it, it wasn't to double because, you know, the very first time they showed a hard double, the Jazz kicked it, kicked it, and like you said, David, they're going to double Donovan. It becomes catch-and-shoot time. And so I, I thought he did a great job of going to zone. I thought the, the zone just kind of got the Jazz out of rhythm and slowed him down, got Clippers back in the game, but Donovan was phenomenal. I thought Bojan's defense was off the chart again, um, you know, his energy and uh, Clarkson, you know, Clarkson was just a flamethrower yet again tonight. Well, what really helped that zone is they were making baskets on the other end, which slowed the Jazz up to the point where they had to play half court there as well. Uh, what I didn't like was the fact that they were unable to break the paint. Uh, Joe probably did the best at it, and that was probably late in the fourth quarter when he was able to accomplish that. It's a unique way, you know, to use your length uh, with that small lineup, kind of use your length. Um, just, again, give the Jazz a different look. They were torching the man, regardless of how they were guarding the ball screens. They just they killed it. And uh, so good move by them. The Jazz hung with it. Uh, like Joe said there, I think they do get better as they see something. Uh, that's a sign of great coaching and great execution. Uh, but you got to feel great, you know, David, up 2-0 with no Mike Conley is phenomenal. It's kind of like what Brooklyn did to Milwaukee. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Up 2-0 without James Harden. Like. But nobody talks about Conley like he's out, out like that. You know, right. I don't, he's an all-star, I don't understand right? it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, no, pretty, he is. But I mean, I get he's not MVP like Harden, but it's still like the reason we acquired him was. For this. Yeah. And the, and the trickle-down effect is significant. Um, I have a question from a coaching standpoint. I apologize to the listeners if this is not of immense interest to them, but I'm just mesmerized by this. So Ty Lue had played tonight, I think, three different five-man lineups that had never played together in the entire season. That's crazy. And, like, what's your thought on kind of what they're – I mean, they're going home, obviously, and we – you know, you really haven't won a series. I mean, they have to beat us four out of five, which would be quite something at this point, but – and maybe, you know, Kawhi's probably capable of it. But what's your feeling on, like, what his next move is and what he – and do you think he's done anything to his, like, team's confidence or player locker room in the sense that, like, Terrence Mann, like, all of a sudden plays a minute and Rajon Rondo doesn't play tonight and Luke Kennard plays seven minutes and then doesn't play for 30 and then plays two minutes, like – there's clearly no order or philosophy or structure to what they're doing. And is that okay, or is that a problem, Tim? Leave that to the coach. Yeah, well, the one thing I was going to say is we don't necessarily know there's no plan, right? Maybe they told them, hey, this is what we're going to go with tonight, but I'm with you. You, you start throwing out lineups that haven't played together all year long. You've got to think that it's a little bit mishmash. Um, it's got to affect guys, you know. It's got to affect a guy like Terrence Mann, who really was 
I thought, a huge part of the Dallas series. Absolutely. That, but we've made that reference there as well. Yeah, and, um, and, and then Rondo, you know, Rondo probably doesn't take no minutes very well. I, I just, you know, from a distance, that would be my take. Um, I, I think, you know, really depending on how it's communicated, but communication's the key. And that's the part, you know, conversely on the other end, I think that I've been so impressed. Quinn's like the master of communication. It seems like, you know, that, that little moment he had with Joe after Joe hit that shot early in the game was awesome. You know, he went up and laughed and high-fived him and gave him a hug. And you know there's a lot of work, a lot of communication behind the scenes, but that would be my take on it. You're generous, maybe. Well, I'm always generous. Very I, generous I don't like to too. bury people. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. I just think it's incredible. I mean, and the timeout management tonight was horrendous. Yeah, rough. It was just horrendous. Yeah. Like, well, you, you can't be left with no timeouts. With no timeouts. With, with and two minutes. And you can't call timeouts back to back that leaves you with one timeout with six minutes left. Yeah, there's a, it seems to me there's a lot of just ra- rash decisions. You know, that's probably what it looks like. Um, that's probably what you could be fair calling it. Just he, he's kind of going as opposed with numbers and that sort of thing, just what he feels. And sometimes that can get a little bit jaded by what's going on on the floor. And you know what? He's won a title. He has won a title. So give him that. Yep, for sure. He won a title and he's got 45 playoff wins. Yeah, yeah. No, he's got a great career. No. It's just I'm, it's what I'm watching is something that in 20, maybe 30, <clears throat> getting close to 30. Years in the league, I've not seen very often. That's why I asked him the question. Have fun, guys. Thanks, guys. 117 to 111 is your final. We're breaking it down next. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz win. Take a two games to none lead in their best of seven series over the L.A. Clippers. 117 to 111. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, Gordon Monson sitting in as well as the Jazz come away with the win. And got a, Coach Lacombe got a little tight there at the end. The Jazz actually led by as many as 21 in the third quarter, but held on. Resilient effort, I'd say, from the Jazz tonight. Very resilient. Uh, got to love the fact that uh, the Clippers – did not quit. You know, they kept pushing that thing. It got to 21. Um, they kept pushing and really kind of responded with a nice um, nice flurry. But I-, I loved it the second time in a row in this series now where the Jazz have given up the lead in the fourth quarter but still been able to to go get it again. No Mike Conley. So you got to look at this and say, you know, the Jazz did way more than just hold home court. Um, you know, they fought off a very good team two different times and they're missing a key component. So you got to feel good about the contributions that jazz got from all over the place tonight. Gordon, uh, Donovan Mitchell, 37 points tonight. Did most of his damage, obviously in the, uh, in the first half, then got a bunch of help. Uh, I thought there are a lot of really good performances across the board. Okay. So tell me if I'm up in the night on this week, coach, you are up in the night. It's 1113. Yeah, I am up. In the night. <laughs> uh, I was watching Donovan Mitchell during, uh, his warmups. Uh, coming out of the locker room, and he was missing everything. That that's funny because I used to love when guys would do that. Really? But yeah, you because they focus more. Yeah, well, I just felt like if you make them all in warmups, you've used them up. You know, you get kind of weird thinking about the <laughs> karma part. But it, it is funny how it, that that's not really something that I found that translates much. Like you see guys 
just kill it in warm-ups, and then they can't make one in the game. So just, uh, you know, it's always an interesting thing to watch. Two words for this game, mental toughness. Uh, that's really what I thought this came down to. I mean, the Jazz in the second half, they made some mistakes. Uh, you saw some missed shots that shouldn't have been missed. You saw some bad passes, but they hung in there tough. I like what you said, Tim. Both teams. Both teams no, have for sure. too, but especially the Jazz because they were losing it. When they gave up the lead after being ahead the whole game, you just thought, okay, they're either going to – what are they going to do now? They're going to sink? And they did not, man. They came back strong. Bogey hit that big three. Huge three. Who else hit it? I think uh, – was it Clarkson? I, uh, maybe it was Mitchell. I don't know. But uh, they hit a couple of threes, and they came back strong. Yeah, uh, a lot of credit to the Jazz. Uh, this game is talked about and thought of as being so physical, and it is. But what's up here in the mind is so very powerful. Remember, they did that to the Grizzlies a couple times, too, where the Grizzlies erased a lead and took a lead, and the Jazz slowed, you know, slammed the door on yeah. them. It's uh, very impressive. All right, your final. Jazz win. They beat the Clips 117-111. They're up two games to none. Next game, uh, in fact, we'll say goodnight to our network stations right now. Next game coming your way from Los Angeles. Saturday night tip-off will be at 6, uh, 6.30 and uh, there will be a watch party here at the arena. So heads up on that. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have pl- uh, post-game sound for you and continue to break this one down as well on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz win, 117-111 over the L.A. Clippers. Jazz game night post-game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, Gordon Monson as the Jazz take a two-games-to-none lead in their series against the L.A. Clippers. Let's get into your sharp stats of the game, brought to you by the Les Olsen Company. Les Olsen Company, your office technology partner. Jazz tonight shot 55% from the field, 51% from 320 of 39. They were led by Donovan Mitchell, who had 37 points on 15 of 29 shooting. He was 6 of 12 from 3. Jordan Clarkson had 24 coming in off the bench, 9 of 15 shooting, 6 of 9 from 3. Joe Ingles with 19 tonight, four assists, four of seven from three, seven of 10 from the field. Bogdanovich with 16. Rudy with 13 to go along with 20 rebounds and three assi- uh, three block shots. Excuse me. Um, for the Clippers, they were led by Reggie Jackson, who had 29. Paul George with 27. Kawhi Leonard with 21. Coach Lacombe, I mean, uh, we could, we can sit here and talk a lot about the Jazz offense, and it was very good tonight. But I, I thought the defense had some bite starting with Boyan Bogdanovich, who I thought played Kawhi Leonard tough again. That's two in a row, uh, two games in a row, and, and I think that might be as surprising, you know, just the, his his level of, um, you know, toughness, execution. He had a really bad ankle turn in that game yeah. uh, early, and I'm telling you, Boyan's uh, – he's such a luxury to have on your team because he does just a little bit of everything, and he does it really well. Uh, I'm just looking at his uh, playoff stats right now, and he is 48% from the field and 44 from three, uh, 18 points a game. And like Gordon said, I think Boyan's been many times in the postseason when the Jazz have really needed a basket, kind of in a pivotal moment, like the three he delivered the other night in Canard, yeah. and tonight he hit another big one. 
he plays with a great amount of, of um, emotion and toughness, but he made some big shots again tonight. Gordon, we talked a lot about, uh, you know, no Mike Conley. You know, he had a big place in this series uh, dealing with that uh, hamstring. You know, who would step up? Felt like tonight a little bit of everybody, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Uh, first of all, let me comment on what Tim just said. Bogdanovich, he he was he was playing tight defense too. I mean, he was getting up on his man, getting under him a little bit. And uh, I look, I've I've uh, criticized Boyan Bogdanovich at times for his turnovers and sometimes his lax defense. You know, now, stop. I mean, no, no, I'm telling you, this guy, he was tough tonight. He was, he was tough in game he, one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. Um, you're right. I think everybody did step up. Donovan was carrying the early load because he he was just feeling it. You could tell. And someone asked me, he said, do the rest of the guys mind when Donovan is taking over a game like that? <laughs> I said, not in the playoffs. <laughs> not in this situation, well, then baby. It, just roll with it. But then the rest of the team could sense yeah. that he, he, he couldn't sustain that throughout, and they – it rose to the occasion. Yeah, well, both and, ends. and the Clippers adjusted too in the second half yeah. for sure. Uh, they started blitzing Donovan a little more, and then you know, coach, a big big story in the game is the Clippers went to zone in the third yeah. quarter and erased that twenty one point lead, and that was an issue. The Jazz got it figured out, but it was an issue for a minute. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, that's where they're going to spend a lot of time, I would imagine. Um, like Joe said, they haven't seen zone very much this year. They've seen it, but not a ton, and it does require a little bit different spacing, a little bit different execution. Um, the key still is the same, though. they got to get a piece of the paint, and I thought that's where the Clippers really did a good job in that zone is containing penetration. Don't uh, good shooting teams usually eat zones up? They do, um, and that's, I think, that's what, what's interesting about this. The Jazz have both components. They have the ability to penetrate the ball, and they have multiple guys that can drive and pass and kick. So, I wouldn't think that's a remedy that's going to work for very long. I think it had more to do with it was different. The Jazz had a different look that they had to attack. And the the Clippers got a little momentum, got a couple stops and some scores. And it's crazy what momentum can do. Well, it stopped the ball movement. The zone stopped exactly. the ball movement. And totally. that's how the Jazz get their open threes is by moving the basketball. Totally. And the zone stopped the ball movement. So, you yep. know, the, the basic concept of good shooting teams usually play well against the zone. But remember how the Jazz get their open threes to begin with. Yeah, they're, right. not, they're not doing it off the bounce. It's, no. it's all off the pass. But every time Donovan would, would make that move, uh, the, the two front clippers, whoever was out front, would pinch on him. And it was like going into a vice grip. And Donovan, you know, sort of finagled his way through that here and there. But that there's a lot of traffic in there, you know. There is traffic. I, I mean, that's one of the things is the, the, that the Jazz run against a zone. I think it's one of their keys is they run two guys, kind of screen the edges, and then Donovan's able to kind of penetrate the middle. But I thought the Clippers did a good job guarding that. The Jazz have a, a ton of action in zone, so we'll just see more action and, and probably that'll be a point of emphasis in, in – film between games you know this is this is probably way overstatement because we're only in game two but lock lock mentioned it in crosstalk and i, I think he's right there's a little desperation not know what to do in the clippers tonight with their rotations and the timeouts and just going to zone randomly in the third quarter when they you know all these lineups that they haven't played at all before i'm I think Clippers might be a little lost. Maybe desperate, but see, that's what impressed me about what they were doing. They were fighting hard, even though they were kind of had that sense of not knowing exactly what to do. Of course, they got bailed out by, by Jackson, just really, really helped them. 
mean, I mean, not one series where he hit a three and then the, the Jazz had a turnover and he came down and hit another three. I mean, that six points in like 20 seconds, and that erased a, a fairly comfortable lead for the Jazz. But, yeah, I, I saw some confusion on the part of the Jazz offensively. Uh, and not just like, oh, man, we don't know what to do. It was just kind of a nanosecond of hesitation. And we, we saw a couple of times when Rudy was wide open and they didn't get him the ball or they tried to get him the ball too late and there was a turnover. But I agree with you, Tim. I, I think they're going to look at everything the Clippers did tonight and say, what else can this team do and prepare for what they're not prepared for and work with what does work. Let's get to the post-game sound. Let's hear from the coach. Time to go down to the media room. Hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. First question will come from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, obviously, uh, you guys got a little bit stagnant as the Clippers kind of searched ahead. Can you speak to just what turned around when you guys went on that uh, 14-2 to run down the stretch of the fourth quarter? Well, I, you know, when they played zone, I, I thought our, our spacing broke down. Um, and anytime you're, you're not spaced, it's tough to move the ball. So um, we've been very good against zone over the course of the year. But I, I thought that affected us mentally. But more than anything, we, we stopped getting stops. And, you know, then we're not able to push the ball up the court and, you know, play instinctively. And, you know, that, that was give them credit that they were, they were converting. Um, you know, we weren't, we weren't very efficient on offense and you know, that's usually it hurts your defense and it, and it did. So I, as much as anything, you know, in my mind, it's what we did after that, that, um, that was really good and that, you know, we we took a punch and we were able to kind of to collect ourselves and, and obviously got got stops late, played really good defense late. And then we did um, we did keep running, which is which is hard to do. I think we were a little fatigued as well. Sarah Todd Deseret News. Quinn, you, you knew that you were going to need a little bit of more out of Joe tonight. What did you to see out of him in that fourth quarter? Well, I think I've been answering a lot of questions about Joe and JC. And I think their play kind of reinforced who they are. Not that anybody needed to know that. They didn't have to prove anything. But um, it, it wasn't just, you know, what showed up on the box score. Um, you know, I thought that Joe played with tremendous poise and confidence. And, you know, JC when he's come in the game, you know, he's just, he's able to make plays and, and, and hit shots that are usually really momentum shots. It seems to be every time we need a bucket, he's able to, to generate something. So um, I'd, I'd like to see us keep moving the ball more. You know, I think that's crucial for us, no matter who's creating, um, you know, particularly because they're so long. Um, but both, you know, both Joe and JC obviously, you know, played a huge role tonight. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Uh, just kind of piggybacking off of that, how important was it, you know, Donovan was obviously fatigued down the stretch and not, and, and not 100%. So how important was it for, um, you know, Bojan's defense, Joe makes, make a, 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 an important shot, Royce to make an important shot, just to kind of, kind of take the, uh, some possessions off of Donovan down the stretch? 
Well, that's what really what we've been doing all year. And I think Donovan understands how to pick his spots. Um, you know, and we all have confidence in those other guys shooting the ball. Um, you know, it's tough when they pressure as much as they did at certain times because it really makes you work. But, you know, what Boyan did tonight shouldn't should not go unnoticed. I mean, he he you know, he epitomized what you know, when when you talk about a warrior. Um, you know, the way that he played on both ends of the floor. And, you know, he always seems to want the ball when, you know, when at the important times in the game. And, you know, Royce is another guy that makes big shots. So um, that's, that's how we, that's how we've played. That's who we are. Um, guys trust in each other and playing for each other. And you know, it doesn't matter who's on the back end of the possession. Um, I think our guys have confidence that those shots are going to get taken and, you know, we're going to make more than we miss. And Anderson, KSLSports.com. Quinn, uh, your identity has been pretty solid throughout the season, and that was the idea of bringing everyone back from last year. Did you see that playing off as kind of Donovan Mitchell trailed off towards the end and you just had the next answer with Joe? Well, I, I really think our identity is, 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 is grown throughout the season. I, I think that, you know, there was a, you know, there was a seed planted, you know, last spring and the way that our team has come together, um, you know, in the bubble, I thought that was a big thing for us, but, um, you know, be, ha having an identity is something that you, you, you create an identity by doing something over and over and over again. Um, you know, and that takes time. And then when you get in these types of environments, um, when there's a team that's as good as the Clippers are trying to take stuff away from you, um, that that's even more difficult. So, um, I'm, I'm proud of our team, the way we played. Um, we know we're playing against the team. They were down Oh two in their last series and, and came back and won it. So, you know, we don't get too high, don't get too low and, um, keep trying to play in the, play the way that, that we know we have to play and adjust where we need to. But, um, I think our guys are together and we're not going to be perfect. We didn't get any offensive rebounds tonight. We turned it over more. So there's, you know, there's a bunch of things we can do better. But like I said, I, I thought we were resilient tonight um, and, and we were mentally tough. Tim McMahon, ESPN.com. Quinn Donovan's obviously shot the ball really well in this series so far, but he's also gotten up a lot of, uh, a lot of shots. How has he been able to generate so many good looks uh, when obviously the Clippers are doing everything they can to, to keep him from doing that? Well, I think it starts with, you know, his aggressiveness and transition. Um, you know, there are shots that, that we as a group know that we want to take. And I think our guys being able to identify them and, and shoot them with confidence without, without hesitation. So whether he's shooting the ball off the dribble and pick and roll, um, a lot of credit goes to Rudy. You know, there's a lot of times that Rudy springs in for those shots. Um, I think guys running. Um, when guys do run, there's seams for Donovan to attack. You saw that really early in the game when he's able to get to the rim. And then there's other guys. We have other playmakers on our team where, where Don can space. And I think that's something that, you know, that he's gotten more and more locked in on that, you know, oftentimes if he's just spaced and ready, um, you know, those catch and shoot threes are, are really good shots. And he's, he's got such tremendous range um, that, that he can really rise up. So um, I, I think he's really – you know, his shot selection, his shot profile, he's, 
you know, he's picked his spots. He's, he's taking shots that are open, whether that be pulling up and hitting the mid range or getting to the rim, you know, or shooting it off a catch and shoot three, shooting it off the dribble. And, you know, our, our guys know who he is um, and he knows who he is. And I think the biggest thing that, that Donovan's done, frankly, is just compete. And, you know, that's something that, that he brings every night. He just wants to win and he, and he competes and, you know, good things happen when that's the case. Rebecca Harlow, TNT. Hey, Coach. Yeah, just getting back to Boyan, you know, he's so prolific um, on the offensive side of the ball. I feel like that's what we talk about all the time. But his effort defensively tonight was so outstanding. Do you feel like he deserves more credit for what he does defensively? And and can you just talk to me about the impact that he's made um, for your team on that end of the floor? He's, you know, he, he had to go back. He you know, turned his ankle a little bit, and I don't think there was any doubt in anyone's mind that, that he was going to play. Um, and we had a little discussion um, beginning of the playoffs because we're on him a little bit about making sure he's getting on the glass. And um, he was very matter-of-fact that it's the playoffs and he's ready and he's locked in, and, and that, that's what you've seen. So... Um, he's one of the more competitive guys that I've ever been around. And, you know, that, that translates to both ends of the floor. It doesn't show up as much on the defensive end. You know, it's not as noticeable, I should say, but certainly in, in this series with those two guys that are, you know, not just all-star players, but, you know, a couple of the, the very best players in the league. Um, it's hard, you know, it's hard to, to, to contain, if anything, and I just like the way he's competing. And, and uh, obviously it's important to him. And he knows how much we need him to win. And, and, and that's, that's what matters to him the most. David James, KOTV. You mentioned uh, the fatigue factor kind of late in the game there, Quinn. And you played one guy 41 minutes, a couple other guys 39. It's worked. You're up 2-0. But is that sustainable going forward? Or given the other every other day nature of the schedule, are you going to have to uh, loosen the rotation a little bit. I think it's game to game. You know, if you were to go ahead and look at box scores across the course of the playoffs with different teams, I think, you know, it's pretty common that rotations shorten a bit and that guys' minutes go up. So, um, you know, when you see a guy like Royce playing 40, but you also see, you know, I think you see Kawhi playing 39 PG playing 43. So a lot of that stuff's matchup related, um, but there's no question, you know, that you're going to, you're going to need everybody to contribute. And, you know, that, that's something our, our team has been able to do during the course of the year. And e even if it's not for extended minutes, you know, I think, you know, in these types of games, the, the level that the games are played on, if someone can come in and, you know, make a couple plays, get an offensive rebound, get a stop, hit a shot, you know, even in a, in a short stretch, you know, that gives everybody a big lift. All right, time for one last question. Julie Jags, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Coach, can you talk a little bit um, about just the spark that Jordan Clarkson brought out tonight and, uh, and his play in general? Yeah, you know, he's, he's capable, at, you know, at any time of, of stringing possessions together where he's not just making shots, but he's making plays. And, um, you know, I, I think our team not only relies on that, but expects that from him. 
And he did that, and he did that again tonight. It's something we've been seeing, you know, throughout the course of the year. Um, that's why he's the sixth man of the year, because he's able to come in and, and make those types of plays, particularly, you know, late in the shot clock. Um, you know, you're on a little bit of a dry spell. It just seems like he tends to be the guy that gets you a bucket when you need it. And I think he takes great pride in that. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the fact that, you know, he's really locked in defensively as well. And frankly, I, I think that helps him, you know, being, being equally focused on both ends. All right. Thank you so much, coach. Appreciate it. All right, there you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder after his team wins 117-111. Real quick, Coach, uh, one thing to highlight, and we'll get to more of what Coach Snyder had to say coming up, but uh, really uh, high praise for Boyan Bogdanovich and uh, talked about challenging him to go out there and and play defense and and crash the glass, and, man, you can really tell. Well, that's one thing I love about Quinn. You know, he doesn't put guys – he lets them do what they do well, but I do believe that these guys come here and they get better. They grow their game. Um, you know, you see a guy like Jordan Clarkson who loves to score, but he, he's done a better job defensively and digging balls out, rebounding. Um, you know, he's, uh, he, he's a better player than he was in other places. And I think that that same thing can be said for Boyan. Boyan's his play in the series has been tremendous. All right, we want to remind you about our friends Mark Miller Subaru, the sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win, 117-111 over the Clippers. Jake Scott, Coach Lacombe, Gordon Monson. We're breaking it down. More sound next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, Gordon Monson sitting in with us as well. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final Jazz beat the Clips. Take a two games to none series lead 117 111. Uh, let's take a look at uh, your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do life. Tonight's points in the paint. Let's see here. Clips outscored the Jazz actually tonight, 42-32, to 32, which is a little bit different than Game 1, Coach. It's way different than Game 1, and but but that's a, that, that's a number the Jazz will live with all day long yeah. because, you know, that's where Kawhi's going to get a lot of work done. That's where Paul George is going to get a lot of work done in that uh, in the paint mid-range game. So, yeah, I think the Jazz take that. Gordon, I don't want to say that Kawhi Leonard was a non-factor tonight. I mean, he had 21 points, but uh, by Kawhi Leonard's standards, yeah, kind of a non-factor. He missed a couple of chip shots. That yeah. one layup he missed, I couldn't believe it. I had to, I had to rub my eyes a well, little bit. Well, it's almost like he couldn't decide whether he was going to land or not, or at least that's how I saw it. He kind of was like, am I going to shoot this while he I'm still up here or, or what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looked like one of my golf shots. One of my free throws. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, I thought, I mean, back to Bogdanovich. We were talking about that in the last segment. I, yeah. thought, I mean, he just played with extra energy on one of the best players in the league. I really liked what uh, Quinn said about Boyan, and I thought that was a real tribute to him. And it's part of this whole progression theme with the Jazz, to get better at whatever. It, it's kind of like, uh, Coach, when you were coaching uh, young kids, 
It's kind of like, okay, you're really good with your right hand. Work on your left hand for a while and see if you can improve that. And the Jazz, at a very high level, do that. And Boyan, I've never really thought of him as much of a defender, but I was impressed by what, what the way he approached this game tonight. And I like what, uh, what Quinn said about it. He said, there are a lot of things that uh, we could do better, in his words. But he said uh, he complimented the mental toughness. And I, I really think that's what won this game tonight. I like it when players respond to a challenge, kind of like when uh, when Lisa challenges you to make your green bean dish for Thanksgiving and you really go after it, you know, yeah, kind of yeah. like that, that. It's kind of like a that. A little bit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you make a weakness a strength, you know. It just happens. <laughs> what did you think about uh, what they did on Kawhi tonight, Coach? Well, I thought that it was, it was effective for starters because I do believe that uh, – you. You're never going to stop him completely, but that that's kind of a neutralized Kawhi. And I think you do have to give a lot of credit to Bojan with his aggressiveness. I liked the the words you used there, Gordon. He kind of got up under him. You know, he was he was he he felt him all night. He knew he was there. Um, and I thought Bojan was extra locked into you know the scouting report, making Kawhi everything he did really difficult. Um, but but overall, I think that the you know, the, Kawhi's got to kind of got to be really, really special from here on out. Yep. Uh, he's the guy. I don't. I don't think there's another guy on that team that has capable capabilities of doing it. I think Kawhi is really pivotal t- in him being like not just good, but like sensationally good down um, for the rest. What's of What's frightening series. about that is that he is fully capable. Oh, he's, yeah. yeah, we, we saw, saw it. Yeah, yeah, we totally saw, saw it. it. Oh, certainly. Yeah. All right, let's keep the uh, post game sound rolling. Let's now hear from Donovan Mitchell. We'll start with Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Donovan, uh, a couple of things. I was wondering if you're you're feeling okay. There was a couple of plays that a, a collision with PG late in the game. It looked like he got banged up. One earlier that looked like he might have pulled something. How are you feeling? And then additionally, you just talked to me about Boyan's defense on Kawhi. Um, I'm great. No problems. Uh, Boyan's defense was, you know, superb. He's been taking that role and taking that challenge. You know, um, we make jokes with him all the time. You know, we look at uh, Boyan and say, we, "We pay you to shoot," you know, but he's giving us both. So, um, yeah, he's 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 accepted. You know, the role of taking that head on. You know, he, he's going to do what he does offensively, and you know, his energy and his like force. And obviously, we have Royce and Rudy who are our star defenders. But when you have a guy like Boyan, JC, that we're all picking up, like that, gives us a boost. Uh, and that's really what changed the complexion of the game. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Don. So uh, you checked out midway through the fourth, and then, you know, some of the other guys start stepping up, whether it's, you know, Joe hitting the layup, um, you know, Royce hitting the three. Uh, can you just speak to the confidence you have in the other guys as they were able to kind of take things under, you know, into their hands and go on that uh, momentum-shifting run? I got the utmost confidence in the world. I think we all do. Uh, I think the fans, I think y'all do too. And y'all see it like we, we get out there and we're going to have rough stretches. It's going to happen. Um, you know, we missed 21 straight game one and then we couldn't buy a bucket this game when they went to zone. So it's going to happen. You know, I think the biggest thing for us is our will, you know, and I, uh, I, I completely trust my teammates. You know, they trust me to do what I do. So um, it was no surprise to see them go out there, get stopped, score, and then to get us up 10. You know, Joe stepped up big time. Uh, like you said, Boyan uh, stepped up his defense. Royce has been a dog this whole series. We we all know Rudy, you know, having 20 boards. But, like, the biggest thing is, man, we could do it collectively. Um, even when shots aren't falling and 
that's I think that's the biggest thing for us is continuing to to take it step by step. And as far as trust goes, I think we all trust each other to a to the maximum level, and that's why we play the way we play. Tony Jones, the Athletic. What are some of the adjustments? I mean, everybody talks about um, you know the team that's down making the adjustments, but what are some of the adjustments that you guys can make heading into Game Three? Oh uh, well, one I mean, the one that's obvious is that we play against his own. Um, got stagnant. They slowed us up, and credit to to Tyloo and the staff for for doing that. But you know, we'll, we'll, we haven't played against zone in a long time. You know, and for us, it's just finding ways to get into the paint and do what we've been doing. Um, and then on top of that, we won't get any stops. So you know, we we got to continue to get stops and do what got us up twenty one or nineteen or whatever it was. So um, I think that's really a big thing for us. Continue to move the ball. Continue to do what we do. But getting stops is huge. You know, they're a talented team. They're going to hit shots. But the looks they were getting and the, and the way they were getting their buckets, I feel like we can kind of control that a little bit better than we did in that third quarter especially. So um, we are going to expect heavy pressure from them, physicality like it was tonight, and, you know, just continue to do what we do and get out there. Matthew Cole's AP. Besides the zone, it looked like they threw a lot of defensive coverages at, at you. Was it difficult to diagnose some of that, and how did you overcome it? Um, no. I mean, I think for me, um, I've said this before, you know, being in the league, I know it's only been four years, but you see everything. I've seen every coverage. It's just a matter of me making the right reads. You know, it's about how aggressive they are in physical. You know, you got Pat picking up full court. You know, not to play with the ball at Pat there. Like simple mistakes that I've made myself that I don't make, you know, that I can't make, uh, especially in the playoffs. So I think for me, it's just a matter of finding my guys and, and let's not get down shots. And, you know, sometimes they, sometimes the shots go in, sometimes they don't. But I think, you know, seeing those different things and expecting them, you know, I, I kind of knew that coming into the game, they're going to throw different looks. Um, and, you know, they're going to probably do the same thing again in game three. So it's got to be ready and watch the film and do what I've instinctively do. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Donovan, I know you say you're fine, but we see you limping out there. So I have to ask, is it is it pain? Is it soreness? Is it your knee? Is it your ankle? I mean, kind of a thigh. I mean, tell me I mean, what's going on. I got hit and it hurt, um, but I'm fine now. I'm, I walked in here. If you want me to sprint for you, I can. I'm, I'm good. Um, you know, thankful it wasn't bad and move on and get ready for, for game three. Ramona Shelburne, ESPN. Hey, Donovan, how are you? You've, uh... You've talked a lot about this year, but sort of what you learned from the from the experience last year when you guys were up three one, um, obviously against Denver and stuff. What, when they when they make a run in this game, you know, and they and they they actually take the lead there. Um, do, does any of that help you there when you when you're up and you have it, and then all of a sudden they come back? Do you you sort of yeah, know how to dig in there? Yeah, there's going to be adversity. You know, we're not going to always blow them out, blow teams out. You know, it's the playoffs. You know. It was great when being up 21, but at the end of the day, they executed like they should. They've been here before. You have guys who've been to the finals, been in the playoffs, have rings, have championships. So this is nothing they haven't seen before. So for us, it's like, okay, you know, they made a run, but how do we counter that? You know, and I give our, our group, I think when I came out at the seven minute mark, like that group, you know, going on that run um, was huge. And I think not just for myself, but as a team, I think we, we understand how to handle these things, you know, and I think that was, that was what you saw today, uh, tonight. And, you know, I think definitely the experience in the bubble, bubble definitely helped. You know, we understood, okay, this is what we're doing. You know, having flashbacks of certain instances and we kind of relate and having the same core group, we know exactly how these things work. So for us, it's continuing to do what we do and understanding they're going to they're gonna punch back. We got to continue to continue to fight and continue to do what we do. Uh, Rebecca Harlow, TNT. 
Hey, Donovan, you know, you've talked about how much the game has slowed down for you. And, and obviously the playoffs are very intense, physical, all that stuff. But, you know, this year with all of the playmakers that you have around you, how much has the pressure kind of also come off of you a bit? Are you having more fun with this team just hooping with these guys, despite the intensity of what these games mean? Yeah, I think, you know, what I make one shot in the fourth quarter and like two in the second half. Like, I think for me, it's like, I don't feel like I have to go out there and do everything. You know what I mean? And I think that's a credit to the teammate, my teammates, you know, credit to what we guys we have on this team because they can go out there and make plays. Uh, Everybody has elevated their game uh, each year, you know? So for me, look at the way Joe came out uh, in the fourth, uh, Bojan, JC, um, like, I don't feel like I have to go up there, walk it up, do everything, you know, and there are times where I will have to do that. You know, that's just part of my job. But, um, you know, for me, it's it's great to have a group of guys that trust you and you trust and you just go out there and play and have fun. And obviously it's the playoffs and this is a high intensity uh, series. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm playing the game I love uh, with guys that I that I, I really love and, and enjoy being around. So it makes like I said, makes the, the journey fun uh, ups and downs. It's going to keep happening, but we, we enjoy it. I enjoy it. David James, KUTV. Donovan, over the course of your career, you've probably had more big second halves than uh, first halves, but you have had some big first halves. And I'm wondering how much of that is just the flow of the game, the shots come and, and you get hot, and how much of that is you thinking, now is a time I need to make a mark on the game? Uh, I think tonight was that was my mindset going forward, you know, starting off the game strong. You know, I think my lackluster performance in the first half on both ends of the floor was huge. Uh, for them going out there and they get what we got down 13. It was an uphill battle the whole game. Uh, so for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to make my imprint, you know, and I think tonight was through scoring. Some nights are going to be getting off the ball uh, or they blitz me or trap me or whatever. Some nights, like maybe like tonight. So uh, that was my mindset. You know, I'm going to continue to be aggressive and pick my spots. But, you know, I think tonight was just kind of like, a, okay, like let's go out there and try and trying to be aggressive, you know, and make the right plays. And those are the looks I got. And once you see a few go in, you start to to start to feel feel good. But at the end of the day, I only took two free throws, which I'm pissed about, to be honest with you, because I feel like I could get to the line. I, I settled for a bunch of jump shots. And at the end of the day, uh, that's really where I pride myself is being able to make the plays and get it to the free throw line. And I can get my assist numbers up too, for sure. Uh, we're going to go to Jacopo De Francesco from around the game, Italy. Somebody playing good music right now. Hi, Donovan. Congrats. And which one do you think has been your main point of emphasis on offense tonight? Um, I think trying to get trying to you know get downhill, but you know, like I said, I didn't get to the free throw line enough. You know, I was able to hit the three ball. I was able to hit shots, get into the mid range, and based on how they were playing, we make certain reads. But there are definitely things I can do better. I had three crucial turnovers. Um, you know, I pride myself on being able to take care of the ball when the ball's in my hand. So for me, just being aggressive uh, tonight, it was through the three ball. I mean, so it was the last game, but trying to get to the rim, trying to create and, and find those gaps, uh, is, I think was what I kind of saw in film and I'm going to continue to try and do. All right, we have time for one last one. Tim McMahon, ESPN.com. Donovan, what did you think about them going back or, or going to their big lineup to start the game? And how much uh, d- does that kind of, present a, an opportunity for you in terms of attacking in the pick and roll with Rudy? Um, you know, that's kind of what 
most teams do throughout the league. So I think if there was one defense, I would say we're most comfortable with, it would be that probably. So for us, it was just getting back to our roots. Uh, they started out small first game, so we, we worked for that. But like I said, like somebody said earlier, they threw a bunch of looks at us. But for me, it's just like finding ways to continue to be aggressive. You know, I, I think I hit Big Fella one time on a roll. Um, I got to be able to find him more, you know, be able to find him, be able to find my, my guys and, you know, they're going to trap me. They're going to do certain things. So I got to be able to make those plays and make those passes. And, you know, to start the game, they were dropped, you know, so I, I went out there and did what I did, but, you know, they switched to, they switched immediately. So it's going to be so many different things you're going to see. And the part of the playoffs is just adjustments. So I got to make adjustments of my own and get ready for it. All right. Thank you so much, Donovan. All right. There you go. Donovan Mitchell with certainly another big game tonight uh, against the Clippers. 37 points tonight for Donovan. 27 of those coming in the first half. And uh, coach uh, Donovan hit on something that Gordon was talking about a minute ago um, about, uh, you know, his second half and being able to trust his teammates that they're going to go out there and uh, make plays. I mean, he even kind of joked, oh, what did I make two points in the fourth quarter? You know, but there were others out there to pick up the slack. Kind of interesting. Uh, Gordon was a little prophetic there with what uh, Donovan was going to get into. Oh, for sure. I, I think that um, one of the great things about, and we've seen this all year long, um, you know, guys have good games, guys have not so good games. Uh, this team definitely picks one another up. And, um, you know, we, we've seen, you know, now two games without Mike Conley. Joe Ingles came in and, and was huge, it really, in both games. I think his... Uh, you know, his first game, not you know, didn't shoot the ball great, but he had a presence out there um, tonight. I thought Joe was terrific, uh, kind of got back to making shots. But it, it is it takes every single person in that locker room. You know, everybody's got to do their part, and um, that's the beautiful part about what Quinn's kind of set up here is he, he really does allow these guys to be themselves, pushes them hard, grows their game, um, and this is the result. Gordon, what did you think about what Donovan had to say? Uh, let me one sentence. Okay. He said, All right. Uh, and, and a few others, but he said, there are definitely things I can do better. Of course, that's what you latched on to. No, he ripped him. <laughs> he was mad that he didn't get to the free throw line. Yeah, more. he was. He wanted more assists and he's got to find Rudy more. He said, I've got to make adjustments. You just won your second playoff game in this series. You're up to zip. Yeah. You've scored 45 and 37 points, and that's what he says? Yep. That's what makes this kid, well, he, he's physically great, but what's what's up here in his mind? I First of all, I'm fascinated by this topic because I uh, bring it up a lot. But the fact that that's the way he thinks, uh, that's how he's gotten so much better. Yeah, I agree with that. I was about to say that's probably the reason he keeps improving, and yeah. he really does. I mean, keeps improving and improving. He, st- he still makes mistakes. He does. He admits it, and uh, he thinks about it, cogitates it, and then goes out to improve it. Man, that, that, that's perfect for what Quinn Snyder wants. There's a humility to him, yeah. right? There's a humility to him uh, off the court, on the court, and obviously toward his game. He doesn't ever feel like he's better than anybody else or he's arrived. Um, you know, there's always work to do. All right, let's get to more postgame sounds. Go back to the media room and hear from Joe Ingles. Uh, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. We're not worth seeing anyway, Joe. Uh, so Don and JC carried you guys offensively for a lot of the night, and then all of a sudden in that late fourth quarter stretch, you step up big, Royce hits a big shot, Bland hits a big shot. Uh, can you kind of just take us through that that big closing fourteen to two run late in the fourth, where uh, the rest of you guys kind of took over? 
Yeah, I mean, it's the beauty of our team, I think, and, and it has been all year of um, different possessions, um, not necessarily like taking turns, but just kind of, I think Donovan and I said at one point, like whoever Beverly's not on, bring it up and, and we'll get into something. Obviously he, he he's pretty good on the ball. Um, I think he stole that one off me one time. So just, yeah, just figuring out matchups and, and who's on who and, and who we want to attack and wh where we want to go at, uh, at different times. So um the, the again the beauty of our team is that we've got a lot of guys that can handle the ball and and make plays and, and obviously make shots and, and stuff like that so um yeah it was just again reading the reading the situation reading the play um mismatches or, or the the matchups that we we want to try and find and then and then being aggressive at, at the point of it Tony Jones the athletic um, can you describe, you know, just the, the resilience and the toughness that you guys showed today um, in the last two games um, to, to A, overcome, you know, a, a night where you shoot, where you miss 21 consecutive shots and B, overcome um, a third quarter where you guys just couldn't get anything done against the zone and, and, and still be able to, to, to hit back um, when you guys took some haymakers? Yeah. Um, I mean, even when we got up, 16 or whatever that lead was at one point. Um, the whole time out, obviously about staying focused and locked in and, and just knowing they are obviously going to score at some point for the rest of the game or quarter. Um, we're, we're not going to hold them to, to zero for the rest of the quarter. So just, just knowing that they're obviously a good team and they're going to, they're going to make a little run at some point, uh, which they did. And the, the zone part, I think, um, I mean, we haven't seen zone for a long time. I think I said it this morning. We we get better at things as as kind of time goes on. And at the start of the zone, we weren't very very good. I think we got a bit stagnant in it, and kind of looking at Donovan to to make a play um, each time. And as the the quarter went on, um, or the time of of the zone went on, um, we figured out some things. I think JC and Boyan hit a couple of big shots to just kind of hold that lead a little bit. Um, so obviously, yeah, I mean, now that we kind of know they they did that, um, there's probably a, a good chance they'll do it again. Um, so we'll, we'll be, be ready for it. Ben Anderson, kslsports.com. Joe, not to talk about the guy who's going to push you back to the bench, but what does it mean to get these two wins without Mike Conley? <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand my ground and refuse to go back to the bench. What about that? Good luck. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be a waste of time. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's big. It's um, it's what we've done all all year. We've obviously at different times had different guys out, um, especially that last kind of little stretch of the year, that four or five weeks um, without Donovan. Um, so again, I I think I said it this morning too. I'm more than happy to to go back to the bench for for a guy like that. Um, it's what I've done all year. I've I've been in and out of that starting lineup a little bit. Um, it's what I'm I'm almost used to um, at, at different times. And um, when he comes back, I'll more than happily leave my uh, jacket on for the first few minutes and um, give him a handshake and and support him. So um, yeah, it's just a almost a that mentality of kind of next man up. Um, I, yeah, he got in there a bit more tonight and and stuff like that. So. 
we, we've dealt with that. I mean, we've dealt with that for seven years since I've been here, to be honest with you. Um, could name people each year that have missed time and, and guys who had to start or, or play different roles. So um, coach does a good job of, or the coaching staff and medical staff of, of having everybody ready at um, the time that they need to, if, if guys need to step in and um, kind of pick up some, some load of, of a guy missing. Ramona Shelburne, ESPN. Hey Joe, how's it going? Um, good. Hey, you, you guys have the defensive player of the year. I know you got that award today. Uh, before the game and it's six man of the year, your best record in the league, you just held serve at home in these two really close games. Are, are, are people starting to take you seriously now as an NBA championship contender? I mean, is, is this the, the game where we start to believe the, this is your year? I mean, you guys probably hear it all, yeah. see it more than we do. Um, you probably don't want my honest opinion. Cause I really, really don't care what people think or, or um, <laughs> what people say or, or think about our team. Um, we've, we've put in the work. I mean, we've, we've put in the work for seven years since, since Quinn took over to, to be in this position and um, be fighting for this. So it's been a process and um, it's been, uh, I think, I mean, Fave now as well, but Rudy and I were the last two and then obviously getting Fave back. So um, there's been a lot of different guys here um, and we've kind of been building every year um, to, towards this. So we know within our locker room and, and this organization, what we've done to put ourselves in this position um, and, and the confidence we, we've got to, to keep winning games and keep pushing and um, yeah, just keep kind of moving forward step by step. Um, I mean, whatever people want to say or write or talk about, I like I'm going to go home tonight and have a great sleep and, get up tomorrow and take my kids to school and whatever people want to talk about, they'll talk about, but for us, it's going to be, um, yeah, heading in tomorrow. We'll watch some more film and, and keep, keep kind of pushing forward step by step. It's, I know it's like the oldest cliche in the book, but it is one game at a time. We, we can't kind of look too far ahead and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll recover and get ready and, um, yeah, get ready for the next one. Thanks Joe. No worries. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Joe, did you know that Boyan could defend like this? Hey, he's going to hurt himself because now every for 82 regular season games, he's going to have to pick up full court. Same with JC. JC was doing the same thing. So um, maybe he's just so much better offensively that he saves his energy to give him 30 or whatever. But um, no, it's, I mean, I think he's done a good job. The Whatever, what's he been here, two years now? I think um, his second year. So um, I think he's been, whatever you want to call it, underrated or not. I, I think sometimes you get people get like, he is so good offensively that you just kind of, that's what like you think of Boyan and that's what you think. Um, but, but he's been, he's been good for us for, for two years defensively. He's, I mean, everyone has slip ups of yeah, like that's from top to bottom. Maybe we can take Rudy out of that list. Cause he's three time defensive player of the year, but um, I mean, at, at times everyone's going to have a, a mistake or anything like that, but um, if the effort's there and, and you know, the game plan um, and again, like you throw Rudy behind uh, and put his, put him in the, the, under the room or whatever we, wherever he is on the court, it, it helps everybody. Um, so yeah, it's, I can't wait for game one next year when he has to pick up full court. <laughs> um, but no, it's, uh, he's, he's played great um, on both ends of the floor for us. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep it going for him. 
All right, time for one last question. Maxime Lagorge, a free agent. Yes, my guy. Yeah. The free agent, Maxime. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, what makes the difference in money time tonight? In the what, sorry? In money, money time. Money time. Man, I love your questions. Um, I mean, we, we, we've, it kind of goes back to the earlier question of, of this, this buildup of seven years. We've done the amount of hours and days we've spent um, going through late game situations, what we run a run in the last quarter, what matchups we want to attack in, in and, and having guys in the, the right position to attack those matchups. Um, we've been building and, and working on this for, for seven years too. So I think we're, we are very comfortable in those situations. Um, it helps when you've got Donovan uh, to make plays on the ball or with the ball. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we've been, um, we, I think we've been good in a lot of those situations a lot of the time because we do, um, we, we work on it a lot. There's a segment of practice every day at the end. That's, um, kind of dedicated to, to late game situations, spacing. I mean, we talked about spacing for, I don't know how long this morning, uh, shoot around, but it's, it's crucial in these games. Um, the close game, last possession, last shot, whatever the situation is, you, you need to execute. And I think we, we generally do a pretty good job of that. And I think it is, um, the, the time we spend on it. And then, um, like I said, it helps having some, some pretty good players in those situations. Okay, thanks so much, Joe. Appreciate it. Joe Ingles uh, tonight in the uh, starting role, starting for Mike Conley. Joe was really good. Uh, everybody was concerned about his shooting. He shot the ball incredibly well tonight. Four of seven from three, seven to ten from the field, 19 points, four assists, four rebounds, and a team high plus 21 for Joe. And he even had one off the top, like a pivotal <laughs> shot <laughs> off, the off the top of the board <laughs> when uh, I think that tied the game. Yeah. When the Jazz went down. So. Uh, no, I, I love Joe. I've always, you know, felt a kinship to Joe, but his appreciation for Maxi Lagorges from the free agent our guy. in France, who has become our guy, our favorite, our favorite. He like is. we celebrate when we hear him, um, and maybe we could get him to join us one night or something. Crazy. We should. We should reach out. Um, no, Joe. Monday, get Joe, on that. Get Joe Maxine's was, number. Joe was huge, um, and, and I love his insight on the game. I love it. Again, another guy who uh, could start, but he, the humility that he possesses, I think that's a theme throughout the team, which means, uh, hey, they're communicated to, they, they understand what to expect, and the coaches do a great job. Want to remind you about our friends Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more. At MarkMillerSubaru.com, Jazz now up two games to none in their best-of-seven series with the Clippers. They win tonight 117-111. to 111. Get you more post-game sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win tonight over the Clippers 117-111 behind 37 points from Donovan Mitchell. 
Let's take a look at your master of the glass tonight, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. And Safe Light is proud to announce they'll be donating $4,800 to the United Way of Utah, which provides parents, caregivers, and neighbors the tools for childhood education, youth social and emotional health, and family financial stability. This year's Master of the Glass was Rudy Gobert, who secured 960 rebounds throughout the regular season. And what do you know? Rudy is the Master of the Glass once again tonight. Rudy had 20 rebounds to go along with 13 points and three block shots. It's just, hey, it's a nightly thing. We shouldn't rename it the Rudy Gobert Master of the Glass Award. Yes. Brought because, to you by Safe Brought Light to you off. by Safe Light. Yeah, because yeah. that's he's earned it. He has. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, he's just... He's the reason that the Jazz can get away with being as small as they are. I mean, we we talk about that a lot from a defensive standpoint, but it's totally true rebounding as well. Oh, for sure. If he weren't so good, they they would not be able to get away with being as small as they are. You know, there's so much of the game both on both ends that he just totally controls that um, you you just don't you can't put a a metric on it. Um, you know, I, I like how David brings up you know like the stat. Uh, that Paul George really struggles in just two-point shots when Rudy's on the floor, regardless of where they are, or three-point shots, because he just does so much to affect the game. And, uh, you know, that is that is pretty evident that that's going on right now. All right, let's get some more post-game sound. Let's go back to the media room and hear from Jordan Clarkson. We'll get started with Maria Vidal, Tab Deportes. Hi, Jordan. Congrats for the win. Um, how important is it mental? <laughs> You're welcome. How important is it mentally to win these two home games against a team like the Clippers? And I was also wondering, how do you feel about playing in front of an arena packed with fans rooting for your team? I mean, how do they impact on your game? Um, it's definitely a lot of energy. You know, we're playing against a great team. We knew they was going to come out here and uh, really compete and uh, try to, you know, get one here. Um, on our home court, but you know we we fought through. Uh, I think at one point we was up almost by twenty. Uh, they came back through a um, you know a little change in the game, and uh, they made a run and got the lead back down. And uh, biggest thing about us, we just kept playing, uh, kept doing what we doing, uh, running, spacing, uh, and then we started getting stops. Um, you know that was a big thing for us in the. Uh, second half late in the game as well. Uh, big shots by Joe, uh, Boyan, Donovan. All those guys are making plays toward the end of the game that helped us uh, win it. But it's definitely great having fans in there. You know, it's a it's a different environment, super loud. Uh, definitely ready for, you know, going into Staples and, you know, experiencing that as well. David James, KUTV. Jordan, there have been a lot of comments about uh, your defense and Bojan's defense. You guys maybe aren't thought of as the stoppers on the team, but pretty big efforts from you. I'm wondering what led to that, what kind of comments from the coaches or something you saw in film? Uh, just film work. And I think me and Boyan really locking in, um, knowing that it's playoffs, um, knowing that guys are, you know, all trying to attack, um, you know, they're trying to, get us in switches and stuff like that. So um, us just kind of locking in, knowing this playoffs, knowing each possession matters, um, knowing we're going against, you know, great matchups and, you know, we just out there competing and uh, doing what we're trying to do to, to get wins. Rebecca Harlow, TNT. 
Hey, Jordan, you know, your game obviously speaks for itself. And you've talked a lot about how you really feel comfortable and at home with this jazz team. I'm just curious, you know, when you think about your legacy, what you want to, the mark that you want to leave in the NBA, you, you also seem to be everybody's favorite player and friend, no matter where you go. Do you think about that? Like who you want to be as a person, just as much as who you are on the court? Um, not necessarily, you know, I'm kind of just like free and, uh, you know, I'm just myself. <laughs> I'm not really worried about uh, a legacy or any of that kind of left, left behind or anything in the league. You know, I'm just trying to be there for my teammates, uh, give them good vibes. Uh, and, you know, coming out here and competing, you know, our life is like very, um, stressful and, you know, playoff times is, you know, a, a big, uh, big concentration focus moments for us. Uh, but I'm still trying to bring that free, uh, just flowing, you know, vibe to this team and, uh, you know, continue to do that. And, you know, I really don't think about, uh, a legacy and what I leave behind, but if it was, they, they know JC was free and, um, you know, did what he did <laughs> on his own time. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Jordan, can you kind of just take us through that big fourth quarter run where we started to see some of the other guys take over, you know, whether it was Joe or Royce hitting a big shot or Boyan hitting a big shot. Just kind of take us through what it means to have that many guys who can come through in big moments like that. Um, it's amazing. Uh, we do a good job of moving the ball, taking shots. You know, I feel like uh, sometimes in the game we, we kind of, overpass and uh try to look for uh, the next guy um you know we, we find ourselves in some trouble especially me uh but i have no problem shooting it but uh, those guys um in those situations making those big plays and finishing the game like that it's the reason why they're out there the reason why they're finishing the game um and making those shots you know they've done it throughout the whole season um now you've seen them do it in the playoffs uh you know, big shots by Royce, like you said. Um, I don't think he was, you know, really on like he has been in the playoffs this whole game. And then you see him bang those last, you know, threes and making big plays on the defensive end at the end. You know, that's a real confidence booster for him. Uh, going into this next game, you see Joe knocking threes down. Boyan just feeling so free and, you know, knocking down. It's a beautiful thing, uh, being able to spread the floor and uh, shoot threes and uh, make plays for each other. Mr. Saltos, uh, Sport DNA. Uh, hey, Jordan. I would like to ask you, how could you rate the, the level of uh, confidence in the team after those two wins? And also, how different is the dynamic with Donovan? Because you have six wins in the six games of playoffs when uh, Donovan came back in action. <clears throat> um, say that first part again? My bad. I got lost yeah. in the second question, my bad. How how big, how could you rate the level of confidence in the team after those two wins against the Clippers? Um, I don't think it has to do with the two wins uh, in terms of our confidence. I think we all pretty confident uh, coming into every series, uh, every game. We know it's one at a time. We know what our goal is and uh, what we want to accomplish. Um, so I think our confidence level is pretty high 
And, you know, these game, these two games already happened. Tomorrow we just going to wash them out, um, watch film, get back on the court, go to L.A., um, lock down and, you know, do what do what we do. Um, you know, nothing has really changed for us. Uh, we still sticking to the same script and um, trying to do what we do. And in terms of confidence level, I think it's very high. Um, and then with Don coming back, it's you see his performances, you see uh, his shooting percentages, what what plays he's making on the court. Uh, we asking him to defend as well with uh, you know Mike being out. Uh, he's just stepping up in a big way. He's being a real superstar, uh, MVP caliber player, uh, All NBA guy. So you know that's that's his job, and you know that's what he does. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. With a guy like Donovan, like you were saying, the, the caliber of player that he is, it could it could maybe be easy to rely on him a little bit. I, you've been on teams like that before with a guy like LeBron where you can rely on him to take over games. But what's it like to be on this team where it seems like there's so much trust in putting the ball in everyone's hands, not just Donovan's? Uh, it feels amazing. We know he's a special talent. We know he can get a shot. Uh, we know he can score, you know, very explosively and, you know, go for 50 every night. But he does a good job of, you know, getting everybody involved, getting in the paint, making plays for us, uh, getting open threes, starting to blender for us, breaking guys down. It's it's a special talent that he has and a balance that he has has been great for us. Um, and like I said, he's just being an all-star, all-NBA guy uh, and really like an MVP for us. So, uh Hey, he's hats off to that guy, man. He's uh, worked really hard to get back on this court as well um, with his ankle stuff and everything. So it's great. Sam Farnsworth, KSL TV. Hey, Jordan, uh, I want to take you back to playing the first quarter um, when you uh, crossed up Paul George and hit that step back three pointer. How much in a moment like that, is that just improvisation on the spot or is there something you saw in tape or earlier in the game that you knew you might have an opportunity to do something like that? Um, That just happens, bro. That's just instinct. Um, catching the ball on the wing. We didn't have it. I just tried to make a play and, uh, you know, end up happening. I made the three, just ran back. <laughs> That's all it was. I don't think it's bigger than what it is. Um, you know, he played great defense. He had a contest on the shot. I just made it. <laughs> All right. And last question, Naya Campbell, UtahJazz.com. Uh, first, JC, thank you so much for bringing back the kilt. That's all I ask. <laughs> I really appreciate you for bringing it back. But uh, I wanted to take it back to uh, game one because Carl Malone was in the building and he rocked your jersey. He had his family in flamethrower gear and he actually bought multiple Jordan Parks and, uh, jerseys. I wanted to know how that felt uh, just to have a legend like that just rocking your jersey at the game. Uh, that's pretty dope. Uh, you know, something that I, you know, embrace is good to see him uh, come to the game and, you know, really support. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's just fire. <laughs> it's just it's just dope. <laughs> All right. That's it. Thank you so much, Jordan. Appreciate it. Jordan Clarkson, who was terrific tonight, coming in off the bench uh, with 24 points. I, I loved his answer right there where somebody asked him, is it something you saw on tape? Is it, is it something you saw during the game? He said, no, it's just instinct. I just went out there and who, what does he say? He's out there hooping. He just keeps That's it really simple, right? Yeah, it's awesome. And he wore a kilt tonight. I mean, 
How can you not love this guy? I guess uh, I saw a picture of the top. He had a top button, looked very formal. And his shades on. Shades on and uh, a kilt. And I like that about Jordan. He's he's so cool. There's no better way to describe Jordan Clarkson than cool. Epitome of cool. Yeah, he's a cool dude. All right, let's get to our stat nuggets tonight, courtesy of our friend Tyson Ewing, who does stats for the television broadcast on AT&T Sportsnet. Missing that broadcast, by the way. You can follow him on Twitter at TyEwing2, but uh, Tyson's still nice enough to share a few nuggets with us. Let's start here. This was the first time the Jazz have won consecutive games in the second round or beyond since the second round of the 08 playoffs when the Jazz beat the Lakers in games three and four. Excuse me. Moving on. uh, Let's see here. The Jazz have won six straight playoff games. This is the second longest playoff winning streak in franchise history and the longest since they won seven in the 98 playoffs. That's saying something. Donovan Mitchell, by the way, 6-0 and in the playoffs. How about Donovan? Pretty good. All right. Uh, with 20 made threes tonight, they tied a franchise record for most threes in a playoff game. This is the second time in franchise history they've made 20 or more threes in a playoff game, becoming just the ninth team in NBA history to do so. It is a, uh, a huge part of what they do. And uh, the Jazz are utilizing that weapon so well right now. Just sneaking this in, by the way, Jazz 20 of 39 tonight from three. There's your three-point feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Thank you, Tyson. You made that one easy. Uh, Donovan Mitchell with 37 points tonight. He scored 30-plus in four straight playoff games. This is the most 30-plus point games in franchise history in the same playoffs Carl Malone scored 30-plus in six straight playoff games, but he had three in 95 and three in 96, so he split it over two years. So he's averaging 41 in the series, right? <laughs> That's not bad. No. Uh, let's see. He scored 45 and 37 points over his last two games, only Carl Malone in the 98 playoffs has more consecutive 35-plus point games at three. Uh, more Donovan Mitchell. He had 27 points in the first half. That's a playoff career high for points in the first half. This is now the eighth time that Donovan has scored 25 or more points and a half in uh, his career in the playoffs. That is fourth most in NBA playoff history. Wow. The other three, LeBron James uh, with, uh, let's see here, um, LeBron James with 20, Kobe Bryant 17, Kevin Durant 10. Those guys all... They're all quite good. Score the ball. <laughs> they all they all score it often, and uh, they all early do, and do often. effectively. All right, let's move to Rudy. Rudy had a stat line of 13 points, 20 rebounds, three blocks, and two steals. This is the uh, only the second time since 2004 that a player has finished with at least 10 points, 20 boards, three blocks, two steals in the NBA playoffs. Jokic in 2020. It is the second time it's happened in Jazz playoff history, Carl Malone in 1991, and just the 18th time in NBA playoff history. Wow. <clears throat> Rudy, I'll tell you what, he's something else. But it's not surprising to us, right, because no. we see it every night. Rudy became just the third Jazz player to have 20 rebounds in a playoff game. Carlos Boozer and Carl Malone are the other two. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, we'll wrap it up with Jordan. Uh, He scored 135 points in his seven playoff games this season. That is already the sixth most points scored by a reserve in Jazz franchise history in the same playoffs. He's averaging 19.3 points per game in the playoffs this season, second most behind only our guy Big T, Thurl Bailey, in the 90, uh, or excuse me, the 88 playoffs where he averaged 23.2 points. Wow, how about that for Thurl? 
Shout have out a, to Big a, T. Have a day, Big T, or have a series. Big T's probably listening, driving. Big T was looking sharp tonight, by the way. He was looking really sharp. He had that, uh, the purple. We got a moment on the uh, the Jumbotron at, uh, or the big screen at one of the um, timeouts, and the crowd really received him well. No surprise. So there you go. There's your stat nuggets. Big thanks to our friend Tyson Ewing. You can follow him on Twitter at TyEwing2. Uh, he does terrific work. All right, coming up next, we'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one, and then we'll make way for Jazz Playoff Overtime with Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final Jazz beat the Clips 117-111 to 111 right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Inbound to Ingles. Joe's played 28 minutes. He has 16 points tonight. Comes off a Gobert pick. Terminates. Gives to Rudy at the top of the key. Back to Joe. Comes off a right hand. Finds Rudy on the roll. Goes to the rack. And dunked it plus the foul. Rudy Gobert with a fabulous move at the rim. Double clutching. Bouncing off contact and throwing it in the cylinder. All right, there you go. Your play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller dealerships for service sales and selection. LHMauto.com driven by you. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win tonight, 117 to 111 over the Clippers. They now have two games to none lead in the series. Uh, Post game brought to you by friends of Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at Mark Miller, Subaru.com, if you're just joining us at 1235 in the morning. Uh, Donovan Mitchell with 37 points to lead the way for the Jazz. Jordan Clarkson with 24 coming in off the bench. Um, Joe Ingles tonight with 19, really shot the ball well. Rudy, 13 points, 20 rebounds, three blocks, two steals. Bogdanovich with 16 points, played some great defense as well for the Clippers. Reggie Jackson at 29. Paul George at 27, but an inefficient 8 of 18 from the uh, floor. And uh, Kawhi Leonard with 21 in the Jazz win. They led by as much as 21 in the third quarter and uh, held on, played some D in the fourth, made some key shots, and uh, come away with the victory. Coach Lacombe, let's get some final thoughts from you, sir, before we turn things over to Johnny and Austin. Well, just an absolutely huge win. I think you put everything into perspective. Um, you know, the, the Jazz were in a position without a, a huge piece, you know, to have to figure out a way to, fit, to win these two games. Totally different games, uh, but in some ways very similar. Um, the Jazz were terrific in that first half tonight, and it really did propel them to the win. I think the um, the biggest thing to watch from here is what we see from the Clippers as far as adjustments. Um, you know, like David said, and I think it's been a, a talking point that Tyron Lue is, um, you know, right now he's grasping at straws, so he's got a little time uh, to figure out what his next move will be, but it's a big one. Uh, there was just a stat, and I'll leave it with this, on SportsCenter that the Clippers only the 11th team in history to go down 2-0 in a second consecutive series, and none of the other 10 teams were able to win after wow. being down 2-0 the second time. You just use too much energy. So uh, the Jazz have a, the Clippers in a very good spot. Now it's time to, uh, to keep the pressure on. 
All right. With that, we want to say uh, thank you to Lock and Boone calling all the action tonight. Thanks to John Kiefer, our broadcast uh, assistant, doing a terrific job. Thanks to Alex Lundberg. Lundy, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Uh, thanks to the title sponsor of the postgame show. That, of course, is our friends there at Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at MarkMillerSubaru.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. We met some cool people tonight. Uh, appreciate all those that stopped by, said hello, and uh, said that they listen. It's always nice to uh, to see people, and um, especially right now, you know, with what we've been through, great to see the arena rocking. We did have a few folks come up and say nice. hi today. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good for the uh, good for the. Ego. I just play along, you know. It's I'm with you. We even took a it's picture a big tonight. Show. We did. Yeah, it was good. I'm waiting to see where it's posted. <laughs> Most wanted. I take the worst pictures. Hopefully, nowhere. I'm the worst. All right, your final tonight. Jazz win one seventeen to one eleven. Line up the phone calls now. Eight five five three four zero zone eight five five three four zero zone Jazz playoff overtime with Johnny Lightfoot and Austin Horton is coming up next. Next game, game three coming your way tomorrow night because it is Friday. Uh, tomorrow night, six thirty from Los Angeles. Pre-game coverage will begin at five. But once again, the Jazz win tonight, one seventeen to one eleven, and you heard it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.